When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Abaraz? And welcome to our brand new mini series, Brought Me to What Presents Let's Make a Mixtape. I'm MC Siege. And I am DJ Tony Coitus. And you guys, before we get into before we get into the nitty-gritty, I know you've been waiting. I know you've been wondering. Yes, we know there's a deal on the table. So this will be our last episode of our mini series, Let's Make a Mixtape, at least for the time being. We are happy, we are proud, we are excited to bring you. Season 7, coming soon. Until then, we are still going to be taking you guys on a trip on memory lane, reminiscing on those MySpace days, LimeWire downloads, and making you the ultimate broadcastic playlist. Tony and I each will select 10 tracks and give you a throwback mixtape experience. We're jamming the music exclusively from our formative years spanning the 1980s through 2010. At the end of the episode, we will share links to our new mixtape and let you... The audience decide who had the better mixtape. The better mixtape. And again, as I said earlier, you guys, we have appreciated you so far. You've been with us on this ride. As it's been said, fun. Earlier. I've I've been loving this mixtape journey. We've been getting a ton of great feedback from it. Uh, I can't promise that this will be our last episode. I feel like we should no, oh, I, sporadically. I, this will come up again. This is just like we we're letting you know that we are going to go back to our. Uh, I guess regular programming. Regular as, schedule programming. As you know, yeah. there we will be talking about the strike. We will be talking about season seven. We will be talking about the live shows. Again, there's so much that we will be talking about, but we we had we had to bring it to you because it's Thanksgiving. We're here, mm-hmm. and this is time to bring people together with a very special mixtape. Uh, per Tony's special formula for a hot no skip playlist, our mixtape must include these categories. Track number one, an upbeat dance number. Track number two, a mid-tempo groove. Track number three, a power ballad. Track number four, dance track. Track number five, catchy earworm. Track number six, a self-reflective bop. Track number seven, the last dance song on the album. Track number eight, deep cut. Track number nine, retro vibes or acoustic vibes. And then track number 10 is the epic finale. And this week, if you haven't picked up on it, we are doing collabs. TC, why don't you take them back and explain what, what, why collabs? What's going on? You know, uh, this is our kind of our swan song for this mini series, and you know, it's been a lot of excitement. But you know, we're coming towards the holiday season, and it just made sense to kind of like celebrate the unity that comes from the holidays, you know, whether it be Thanksgiving or any of the other ones, families, friends, everyone's coming together. And it made us think like musically, what's that like when people come together? So absolutely. And I think that you guys will find if you've been listening along to our mixtapes, that this one 
Well, you'll you'll see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar sounds. Like... Oh, really? I, I, you know what's so funny? I tried my hardest, my absolute hardest, not to repeat artists that I've already used, and I couldn't see? do it successfully. And, and and you know what? We already we're already starting off with two different approaches, and I love it because I looked at this and I was like, "Am I supposed to just skip this person?" I think not. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll Fair. be a really great. Um, per our rules. We do draft rules. So once a song is off the board, it's off the board. Neither one can use it on their other playlist. So uh, that means we got to be wily. And I'm telling you right now, because of what you just said, I have a little bit more hope. But I feel like there's, I had to have like a lot of branches of uh, if and, if and, like... <laughs> And I also try to make this, at least my playlist, somewhat cohesive. You know, there's no genre rules on this playlist. So you can really yeah. go all over the place. Yeah. But uh, you'll see that I found a, a comfortable middle that I feel good about. I think that's a, that's a good way to be. This week, Tony Curtis, DJ Tony Curtis, mm. goes first. So you, you get to start us off. And that will determine so much on my playlist. But I'm, I'm really I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so excited I get to start because I know I'm I'm like 90% sure I'm stealing this one directly from your playlist. I, I, here's the thing. You know what? I, I prepared for it. I knew my heart, my heart knew. So I know where we're going, but I'll, I'll let it be. Some things you can't change. Like Thanksgiving, some things you just got to accept. <laughs> you just got to accept. You never know who's going to show up. Um, exactly. Yeah, so my number one, um, you know, is the upbeat dance number. Trying to think about some of the more famous collaborations that I've experienced throughout the, our three decades span. And it's kind of hard. I mean, specifically from when we were in middle school, like this song, I think just really <laughs> what showed me how fun collaborations could be. Correct. So I'm starting my collaboration playlist. Hey, sister, soul, sister. Oh! Gotta get that flow, sister. Remember that I've done that old Moulin Rouge. Gotta start Again, off with Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade, Lady Marmalade. First of all, just want to say, was my backup in case you took the other one. So I knew, like, either way, it was being first on somebody's list. I knew it was. I knew it had to be. And then Lady Marmalade, well, as you said, it was fun. I remember when this music video came out, my mind, like, like this has been done before, like, collaboration of people from different genres and different, you know, coming together on a song is not unique. It's been, like, in the music industry. However, like this, I, me, as an individual, had never seen it done before. And my mind was, exploding with the concept with the look with the different genres with the different artists we had diversity it was so much fun and everyone brings it everybody brings it i um i couldn't agree with you more i had so much fun with the song when it came out i specifically remembered their vma performance of this song as well being a lot of fun um <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to start off with like a big group number. And there's so many great yes. like girls coming together songs. Um, another mm -hmm. one that comes to mind is um uh in vogue and salt and pepper, uh what a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, something like that, or not mm -hmm. tonight by Little Kim. Yes, it's ladies' night that has the brat and Missy Elliott in it. So, like there there are these songs about these women just coming together and just kind of having this big party song, and that's what Lady Marmalade seems like to me. I mean, you have have these uh divas I, I kind of all in their own right pink christina aguilera maya lil kim all giving amazing performances all serving looks 
all survey. And then, also- and then Christina came in. But wait, wait, one of the things I learned, I don't, I don't know if it's true. This is a rumor, blah, blah, blah. But I heard that Pink came and she was like, I don't like my lyrics. So she switched with Christina. Mm. And one thing Christina going to do, no matter where she is placed, she going to remind you she got them vocals. <laughs> 100%. I love Christina, too, because when she finally does come in with a, hey, 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 she's just like, I'm, I'm here to sing. I yes. don't know what y'all came to do. I'm here to perform. And you know what? Exactly. Christina reminds me of that girl from like, uh, I don't know if you were ever in chorus or choir or like did like musical theater or anything uh-huh. like that, where it's like, hey guys, the, the goal is to blend all our voices together. Christina, yours is coming out a little stronger than everyone. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's the attitude. Um... And for those of you who watched Glee, Christina was the Rachel Berry of this whole... A hundred percent. She was like, I understand that this is a group, but for my little bit, it's a solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm who you came to see. I'm who you will remember. And uh, it's so good. And then we also get Lil' Kev, which Lil I Kim, love. Yeah. Like, Lil' Kev's little breakdown it's so much fun. Uh, we independent women, some are sick as for whores. I'm saying, why spend mine? But well, I can spend yours. yours. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Also, and you know what? We're we're kind of like outside of the strike, so I can kind of freely talk about how this yeah. was on the Moulin Rouge soundtrack and how exactly. interesting that soundtrack was of being kind of like one of the first popular, like what we call jukebox musicals, yeah. which is like, hey, we're going to take all of these already popular songs and throw them into something. You see that with um, Greatest Showman. Like, it's happened since, but Moulin Rouge was kind of the first example of that and then kind of incorporating modern pop songs into like a historic setting and just the way they did it and, you know, use the song as like the main pillar to sell that movie I thought was really uh interesting exactly uh also Missy uh, our favorite Missy Miss the Mina is the kind of she gives our outro Missy like brings us together and I uh again always deserving I I kind of forgot Missy was a part of this but of course what? she is Miss the Mina is. Here. <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> okay that thank you thank you for that because it had to be, it had to be included. It uh, be. It's actually one of the reasons why I even thought of collabs because I saw it. And I was like, "This is such a fun song that needs to be included." Um, of course, if that's where you went, then I'm gonna start off my playlist with the iconic. If we're if we're talking collaborations, if we're talking duos, if we're talking um, events, even memorable, events. you can't go anywhere without the boy's mind. The boy's mind. The boy's mind. And I immediately, once we say collapse, I was like, the the thing about The Boy Is Mine is- I knew you were going to have that song on your Of course. I of knew course. it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The thing about The Boy Is Mine is you get Brandy versus Monica. And like, this is like, they are, they are literally competing. They're competing in the song, they're competing for a man, they're competing in the music video. And- this is like this is like a what is it called a gay canon event. If you Ooh. were a young gay boy, whether you were out or not, you chose someone who you were going to be, and that was who you were during this song. And there were plenty of performances where I made my sister perform this song, but I was Brandy. Brandy is me. Don't come for my lyrics. Oh, so you feel like Monica is the side chick in the oh well in the oh, of course here's the thing i i considered myself a wholesome young one so i was team brandy on this but here's the thing that's it that's the boy belonged to 
What's your answer? What's your answer? Oh, who was the me? original? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like the crime was having the fandom go like I'm Team Brandy, I'm Team Monica, fucking Makai Pfeiffer out here running games <laughs> on these streets. Like this dude don't deserve either of these girls. So Absolutely. I'm, and the music I'm video Team Women in this. <laughs> the music video answered that. Yeah, yeah. But like sure. again, like even like the little skit we get because this is back when we used to get skits. Um, I'm sorry. Do you know somebody named? Oh, you know his name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I know his name. Again, I love this song. I had to start it Need off. Need to <laughs> give it up. Had about enough. It's not it's hard, hard to see. see. The Lord is mine. Yep, love it, love it. So that's have you seen that on TikTok? Like, there's teachers who show the music video to their class as an example of like storytelling and like through songs, and they have them like no do like exercises on point of view using that. Yeah, I never TikTok searches. Oh, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because it's actually really interesting about like interviewing the kids and being like, okay, so who's from whose point of view did you relate to, and what did you see from your eyes? And it's very interesting how the song just continues to. always always this this is it if we were talking collaboration the boy is mine (laughs) all right well you know what that's a great number one um i'm excited to introduce my number two because i think that like when i made this playlist i really try to think about collaborations that change something for me in terms of like oh i didn't know we could do that and Mm -hmm. so for this one this is a hip-hop song that I just feel like elevated the format of hip-hop to be something completely different. Because I feel like you could do like a before this song and an after this song in terms of just the the story of hip-hop. And so the song I'm putting at my number two, my mid-tempo groove, is Nothing But A G Thing by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. As you One, said, there was two, two, three, three and, and then a foe. Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is that your dough. This song was a massive, this was like one of the biggest songs in the country when it came it out. It was like, so big. It was everywhere. And just like the impact that this song made in terms of taking rap to the mainstream, introducing, this is Snoop Dogg's first introduction to the world and he kills mm. it. So like, I just, this song just means so much to me. I've seen the music video more times than I can count. And this whole, the chronic album is one of the most classic ha- albums in the history of hip hop with so many great songs on it. Um, and I, I have a perfect memory of my cousin's uh, cassette tape version of it that you used to play in his broke down car all the time. So um, <laughs> I had to throw it on here. Love us though back like the, the cassette in the, the car in itself is of a time and place. <laughs> Uh, over two songs. Um, much like you, I was like, I needed something that would that changed the game. And everyone, when you heard it, you were like, what? But also, another one of your favorites, Jay-Z and Linkin Park's Num slash Encore. Uh, I, this, <laughs> you know what? Great song. And you know what? It was almost on my list for that exact same reason. It was actually my backup, just in case you had my number two. But uh-huh. it was for that exact same reason that I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't yes. know these two music styles could even go together like that. And they worked really, really well. Like, it's it's one where it's like, when you hear the beat, first of all, we all knew that Linkin Park's um, Numb, when it came out, was like, so fantastic and that yeah. beat iconic black people love that song but to hear a jay-z be like yo 
they have something here. And him placing his encore over it, it just was like, yes. Like, it was all of all of those Black kids who listened to rock music felt validated in that yep. moment. And that blending of the two, iconic, loved it. My number two. And I also think it just, you know, a group like Linkin Park, which I feel like now you wouldn't even question that there's a hip-hop rap influence. Although I feel like at the time it was kind of like there was a clear separation between rock and rap that I feel like Linkin Park and that whole new metal scene tried to like, I, I don't know, kind of infuse with. And I feel like there's no better example of that than Linkin Park. And you can tell because when you hear both of these songs kind of, uh, it's the first like mashup I think I remember hearing ever. Yeah, um, yeah. When you hear the mashup, it just it sounds like it's, it was always supposed to be that way, which I think yes. is one of my favorite parts about it. Love it. Okay, so we have our first two tracks down. Mm-hmm. Getting to the power ballad. I this is another song that just I remember taking my life by storm. I feel like this was like summer 2004, and I couldn't go anywhere without hearing this song by these two artists that I think have each made such a great contribution to to music. So. My number three, my power ballad, which isn't much of a power ballad, but is is a ballad, is Nelly and Kelly Rowland's Dilemma. Yes, son of a, that ain't a ballad. I will allow it because you get to go first, but that ain't a ballad. And I knew, ooh, I mean, first of all, the fact that you have that one makes me, makes me angry. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Because... Because no matter what I do, all I think about is you. Even when I'm with my boo. I feel like that's a ballad. That has to be a ballad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not going to lie. The only reason why it didn't get ballad status was because I thought we needed something a little slower. Yeah. A little bit more slow. But here's the thing. It, it, you are pleading your case. That is iconic. They both, they both contributed so much to that time frame. And you're right. Dilemma. Dilemma. It, it was a moment. It, it's iconic. It's a moment. You got Patty LaBelle. Like it's it's so good. I love, I love the sample. I love the song. I hate you, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> uh, it would be a crime for us not to mention the cell phone scene from the music video. Yeah, that's what where I was saying. Kelly is texting uh Nelly, but it's just Microsoft Excel because they don't exactly. know how text messaging works. <laughs> So great. Also, uh, can we just point out that this was a time like when Destiny's Child was still together, and there wasn't this question of like, oh, Beyonce's gonna be Beyonce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was still room for Kelly to just kind of like have room to breathe and do her own thing without it being this comparison, I guess I would say. That's, that's an important note. And um and like was able to go off and like we didn't understand the juggernaut that Beyonce would be. So Beyonce having her song, Kelly having her song. There if I'm being rooms. if I'm being there real was... with myself, I didn't realize Beyonce was going to be Beyonce until at least 2010, 2012. Really? really? It nah, took a while for me. Nah, it like, took nah, a while for me. I knew immediately. I knew when she went off and she was successful, I was like, mm, she doesn't have to go back. But because of the type of person she is, unlike some people who will go unnamed, when she said she was coming back, she came back. And again, naming it Destiny Fulfilled told you everything you needed to know. You ain't wrong. I did it. Wrong. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Okay. 
that was dilemma was not it was not my ballad but it was on my list but like enough i prepared for that and my ballad was another song that you could not go anywhere without hearing it was iconic and when i was like i was like i need a song that will give you vocals and passion mm. and that whole what we had talked about last week with r&d like the pleading and that was Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown's No Air. Tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with no, no air, bro. Air, air, air. <laughs> when they get when they hit them notes, uh, they, and they're just going at it. To me, I was like, this is duet. This is what we came for. I love No Air. It's such a great song. I also have to say, I feel like this song came out at a time that could be wrong. When we all thought Chris Brown was like innocent, yes, like where he still yes. kind of had that like uh, I don't know that like mama's boy kind of persona. I don't know. He just there was a time, y'all, bef- yes, like pre Rihanna, where Absolutely. we all were like, oh, he's just this cute little kid, and I feel like he was still kind of in that atmosphere um, when he collaborated with Jordan for this um, in his like forever phase, I guess you know. Yeah, absolutely. But I love the song, and I love Jordan Sparks. Um, I used to uh like watch her on American Idol because she is an American Idol kid. Um, I don't know if she has any big songs other than this one, but I do re- remember this just being on the radio nonstop. She has like other songs, but to your like, I think this is like one of her um biggest songs. And then also, I used to work out with her. She used to go to my gym. What? It's one of those things where you're like, that's Jordan Sparks. I ain't gonna say anything because I ain't trying to be that person. But but anyway, just wanted to say that my. Former workout buddy, Jordan Smart. All right, well, shut up. No air. All right, well, that is no air. Number three, Power Ballad. Moving on to a dance track. Getting the energy up again. You know what? To me, again, there are songs that just made such an impact on me, on my life, on the culture, on middle and high school. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is one of them. A collaboration by uh, two Dirty South rap groups. Um, my number four dance track is Get Low by Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys uh... featuring uh, the Yin Gang Twins. Um, I, I just, I what could top it? What could top Get Low? <laughs> Here's the thing. 369. Damn, she's fine. <laughs> get low, get low. To the window. I mean, to this day. To the to wall. The <laughs> to the sweat drops down my balls. I mean, to all these bitches crawl. So, all ski, 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 motherfucker, ski, ski. Have you heard? Um, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about like the club in the last few, just because we're doing these mixtapes. And there's a whole day where this dude talks about. Um, Someone was like, oh, I know you're old because you always have your hands up in the air. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Uh, how are you supposed to point to the window to the wall? Yeah. What y'all even doing? (laughs) How are they supposed to know that I just don't care? Exactly. (laughs) The roof ain't going to raise itself. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that is a really, really good one. Such a fun song. And also just like. I, you know, uh, I think it's like Dave Chappelle or some comedian has this joke where they're talking about like the only reason why that song was a hit was because white people didn't know what it meant when it came yeah, out. Exactly. Ski, ski, and it's just in a ridiculously filthy song, um, but just a, a classic, a classic that won't go away. Okay, 
Um, so because of that, let's see, dance music. I'm gonna go in this direction, which is Me Against the Music with Britney and Madonna. Ooh, two divas for the price of one. Just me and me, yes. <laughs> and they came in like it was so much. I remember when again, we're talking iconic collaborations that came in. This song came in and it just blew everyone away. First of all, this is right after the VMA show. I was going to ask if it was after the kiss. Okay. Right after the kiss. Like, Britney, Madonna, Christina was there. (laughs) Yes. What we're referring to for the youngins is the 2003 VMAs in which there was a performance by Madonna. She brought out Britney and Christina, and she makes out with both of them on stage. Although the camera was kind of too focused on the crowd reaction of Britney to really for us to see the Mm -hmm. kiss with Christina. So people often forget about it, but she does kiss them both. I'm about to get the speakers trying to take on the music like a competition me against the beat. I want to get in the zone. I want to get, get in the, the zone. zone. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to battle, settle up and get your rhythm, try to hit a in a minute, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> like that whole, and the, the dance moves, like the gym just going back and forth. It was like the old, older generation with Madonna and the new generation with Britney coming together and then just having both a dance off, a sing off, a phenomenal moment. And again, Two icons. Gay heart. I yeah. loved it when I had a dance track. I was like, it's got to be this. So, yep, me against the music. Great choice. Great choice. Um, all right. Well, we have our dance songs locked in. Now we're going to our track number five, our catchy earworm. So many options for this as well. <laughs> yes, um, this one had many options. I decided to go with the song that I like to sing in the car, a song that I feel like still slaps to this day, even though it was from like 2005, which is so long ago. Um, my uh, submission for my number five catchy earworm is Shakira featuring Wyclef Jean, Hips Don't Lie. Um, this song I'm is- I chose that one with Shakira, but that's a, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. I mean, this song, I mean, till the end of the day, I, I feel like you could put the song on at any time. It, it also just touches my, like, I know she's Colombian, but my little Puerto Rican heart just kind of loves to kind of salsa and kind of move my hips to this song. Um, Shakira, just, oh my God, Shakira during this time period. Um, Wyclef does, I don't really know how much he contributes to this in terms of like the music video, but vocally, you know, he has that kind of Caribbean flair that I really adds to the song a lot. And I mean, till this day, you, you know, you're you could um i'm on tonight you know my hips don't lie and i'm starting to feel that's right attraction attention don't you see this is perfection it's so good and you know um it's just a fun song to dance to like to this day i feel like you could put this on at a, at a party and it's just going to get people moving so hips don't lie hips don't that's lie a good one. that's a good one uh okay so because you did that uh hips don't lie is a really good one shakira is fine i uh, I expected you to do like Beautiful Liar with her and Beyonce, but I, mm. you know, I respect it. And Hips Don't Lie is a, a different sound that we don't always get. So I like, sure, I like sure. that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, let me make sure that I'm doing this right. Okay. We are with Catchy Illworm. This one, off of where we just went with me against the music, you had said it. And to me, this is like an earworm that when you hear it, it gets stuck in your ear. You sing it over and over again. You find yourself way days later just being like, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, what a good man. A mighty, mighty good man. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, salt and pepper and in vogue. 
Um, two powerhouses, yeah. Two powerhouses, and that combination is just so good. And again, to me, they invoke enhances that song in such a way. Um, and you know, you get those little riffs at the end, but um, the lyrics are also so much fun. What I love about this song, so What a Man is literally a song about uh, whoever the you know protagonist yeah. of the song is. Them just talking about like, yo, I found a good one. Like, yes, I know all of y'all. Love me, never says he loves me not. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like, you know, I know there's so many like songs about these guys who are dogging you out, but I found the good one and I'm going to give him his flowers. And like, I, I, there's so many like great lines that that are in the song but i just love the overall a body like arnold with a denzel, denzel face, face. <laughs> my man smooth Wait. like barry's voice got bass like it's just such it's, it's such good writing for his kids when he can yeah, when, when he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love this song bro yeah absolutely okay so that that was mine that's my number five okay all right all right great great great, great. and i'm still saying it in my head that's an earworm <laughs> All right, so moving from our earworm to our self-reflective bop. Lots of songs that could have gone mm. in this one. But again, I chose a collab that I felt like really made an impact culturally. Um, this song, I don't know if it really has like, like if Gen Z would recognize this song as much as like a Gen X or Millennial would. I don't know if it has that kind of staying power, but I still love it. I still think it works. And um, my number six self-reflective bop is If I Ruled the World by Nas uh, featuring Lauren Hill. Um, that's a good. That's if a good I rule the world, world. imagine that. <laughs> I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black, Black diamonds, diamonds and pearls. Could it be? We both mine, we both shine. If I rule the world. It's just great. It's it's literally talking. It's a song with Nas, who I think is one of the greatest storytellers in hip hop. Literally mm -hmm. just like having this conversation about like what he would do, the things he would change if he was in charge of the world, mostly taking care of like systematic issues regarding like mm -hmm. race and you know, drug laws and things like that that were really prominent um, issues for people of color and Black folk at the time. Um, it, it, he's always just been one of those dudes who, you know, uses his pen to help elevate the community and the genre. So really have to give flowers to Nas. He's still killing it. Nas has put out like three albums in the last like five years. This dude can't be stopped. Like he's still <laughs> rapping hardcore. And what I love is that we have very few rappers who are like, I don't know, like, you know how like classic rock, you know how like you see Steven Tyler, you know how like you see Mick Jagger yes, and they're like the yes, legends yes. and they've been doing it for like Paul McCartney, oh, I'm 60, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Like we have a few rappers, we have a few like Buster Rhymes's and Nas and a few other people who are like, no, I've been doing this forever. This is all I know how to do and I'm going to keep doing it because it's fun for me. And Nas is one of those guys. So um, this song's great. Obviously, Lauren Hill was at the top of her game during this time. I think this was before her solo album, but this is when the Fugees were huge. I feel like the song came Came out right after killing me softly so like it was just like a massive uh year for lauren hill and uh yeah the song still 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 love it it's, it's a really good one it's a really really good one i love what you chose uh okay so for yours i went somewhere where i was like i need this if we we're talking feel good sunny this song feels bright it Ooh. feels summertime and it is in a word 
Featuring Rob Thomas and Santana. Because Because it's so smooth. (laughs) That is a hot one. (laughs) Love the song, bro. So good. Uh, This song, like Santana and Rob Thomas, this was one of those ones where it's like, when it came together, you were like, what? This yeah, match match <laughs> twenty and fucking Santana together. This is so weird, but it worked. It worked so well. Uh, just like the ocean under the moon. It's under the moon <laughs> that I get from you, you got the kind of loving that could be so smooth. Yeah, give me your heart, make it real, or else forget, Let's forget about that. Forget about it. <laughs> and then Santana coming in with the guitar. It's just like, uh. You know, I feel like for our generation, this was maybe, I mean, I can speak for myself. This was my first introduction to Santana was this song. I understand that he's kind of this legendary guitarist, but there was nothing that really translated to me or my age group until this song came along. So this kind of really let me know what was going on with him. Absolutely. I will say that I knew of Santana, but this is like the song that I think of with Santana. This and then like Maria Maria. Love Maria Maria. Maria Maria. Maria West Side Story. This whole album, his whole supernatural album was was great. I think it won like a shit ton of Grammys. So I think it like tied Lauren Hill for like the most Grammys or Michael Jackson or something for the most Grammys won for a single project or something like that. So it's it's so good. Yeah. I love I love every moment of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's mine. Mm, so great, great choice. That was actually on my alt list. So I'm, I'm glad it's it? on there. Okay. Um, all right. So moving on to number seven, this is our uh, last dance track of the album. Technically. Um, I'm, I, I have a very hip hop R and B thing happening with my playlist that. that I'm I'm sticking with. Reason being is that I realized during my research for collaborations, it just felt far more um, acceptable, I guess, within hip hop and R and B for there to be yeah. kind of consistent collaborations for a rap artist to put out an album in which like every other song has a collaborator. You don't really get that much with rock bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's a few, don't get me wrong, but this just doesn't happen as often. And so, like, that's why I feel like hip-hop was a really great genre to kind of ruffle through for, for this playlist. Um, all that being said, my number seven play, uh, song for uh, my collaboration playlist is Timberland, Nelly Furtado, Promiscuous. Of course. Um, am I throwing you <laughs> off? Nope. Nope, didn't think, think so. so. Uh, <laughs> I love this song. I love this song since the moment I heard it. Um, it's such a great, like, fun song to dance to. It just also came out around the time that, like, I started college. So, mm-hmm. like, in terms of just, like, holding memories for me of just, like, partying and things like that for the first time, like, this song really holds a lot of memories with me. And it's just a great song to sing. Like, promiscuous girl, you never you are. I'm all alone, and it's you that I want. Promiscuous boy, you already know. It's a great yep. duet for a karaoke. It's yep. just fun. It's just a fun song. So, um, yeah, Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado and Timberland um, off of the Loose album. Um, 2006, yeah. Good. Uh, and you're right, that that was like a... I have feelings about Timbaland now, and we know why, but I will Fair. say, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, part of my list struggled because there were people where I'm like, no, I, I will not reward you. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to have standards and a good playlist. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Promiscuous was, it was everywhere. Um, and it was such a good song. Um, to what you were talking about earlier, hip hop and R&B, such an iconic thing. You'll see a lot more of that later in mine. But if we are talking collabs, if we are talking iconic, fun songs, I had Tupac and Casey and JoJo with How Do You Want It? And JoJo with How Do You Want It? Oh, great. How do you feel? Coming up as a in the cash game, looking for the fast lane. I'm real. Yeah. Love this song. I love, honestly, I mean, I'm surprised we haven't landed on any Tupac yet. I guess just the the standard, like the genres that we've been doing for our yeah. playlist hasn't lent to it. But so happy to see Pac on a playlist. Um, was obsessed with this greatest hit CD when I was a kid and just listened to it over and over and over again. Uh, I mean, first of all, Tupac, 90s. If we, as you said, I needed to have a Tupac song. Casey and JoJo are iconic in their R&B in general and then like that mashup it just again it works so naturally it's really fun and i like when we have hip-hop um in the lyrics but like r&b in the chorus like that's just a fun mashup and it's a really good time so yeah that was that was my choice and you know what you get that a lot with Pac. actually i mean he doesn't he rarely works with artists as well known as casey and jojo but so many of like so like the cool thing about Pac is that he basically has like ballads he like has club songs and then he has like ballads he has like dear mama and then he has like i get around but like you'll know this r&b is consistent kind of throughout it was known that tupac actually listened to more r&b than hip-hop which is why there's so much r&b within his songs almost all of his choruses have like singing as a part of it which is kind of like what i think separates um Pac from like i don't know like wu-tang which had like no choruses at all like it was just straight like nine dudes rapping in a row versus Pac that was just like no like let's slow it down a little bit let's have some arm beyond this because he knew it would kind of add to the emotional element of it and you know you get that with you know keep your head up you get that with you know changes um so you know you just see that a lot throughout his whole discography loved hip-hop and love r&b that was mine that was my funky groove and to me again it was like it's funky it is. It's great. It's, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very West Coast if I if uh, I'm gonna say that. But like, yeah. Uh, okay. So we are to our deep cuts already. How did we get to our deep cuts already? But that's where we're at. Deep cuts. What is your number eight? This is another one. Again, like I feel like it's hard to do a deep cut for a collab song, specifically because it more often than not is the selling point of a person's album is like, Hey, me and this person got together. This is going to be one of our singles. So it's very hard for me to find like a deep cut that doesn't really work. So I tried to just go with something that I really loved. Um, and I'm pulling from hip hop once again. Um, my number nine track is a combination of four of the greatest MCs ever. Mm. Somewhat might say. Um, so my, uh, number eight track is, Forever by Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. Uh-huh. It may not mean nothing to y'all, but understand that, that was, was done for so me. Yeah. And I don't plan on stopping at all. I want this shit forever, man. What I love about this song is that, okay, so you have Drake, Kanye, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. They're all trying to out-rap the yeah. other. Absolutely. Every single person, like, I, I feel like each of them kind of gives some of their greatest, uh, uh, 
performances of of any of their uh work just because they're in competition it's known that like eminem put down his verse and then kanye was like i gotta go back i gotta redo mine so like everyone is pushing each other like to get to another level but in terms of just like actual just like I, I don't know, just pure hip hop. I just don't know that anything even compares. And like Lil Wayne's verse in this is insane. Eminem is probably his best verse ever. I I just I I'm not even a huge Drake fan, but for you know this to this song to kind of feature these great legends, I just felt like he was able to hold his own, especially early in his career. And just it, it's just a great collaboration. I think it's baton almost definitely like, definitely where, where rap was at the beginning to where rap was going. Absolutely. Especially with having Drake on and Emin from going from Eminem to Lil Wayne to Drake, like it's like it is a really good song that um I don't know, like it it's not mentioned or brought up as much, but it was a real it was a hit. It was a bop. Was I a thought so. I thought it was a great uh, you know, hit. It, it, you're right. It's not something that gets brought up a lot, but in the same way that when we hear Monster and I'm just like, "Oh, that's when mm -hmm. I found like Lil Kim really like made her impact yeah. on me." Yeah. I feel the same way about Drake with this song. Like this is when I started like really keeping an eye out for Drake and just kind of understanding, you know, him as an artist coming up in hip hop. Um Again, not a huge fan of him since, but you know, I'm uh, this song I feel like still holds its own. Being on that, like, validated that song, so you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, to to that point, which is so funny to me, um, you said Lil Kim when I think you meant Nikki. <laughs> oh, Nikki, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> on Monster, but uh, okay, you were talking about it's hard to find a deep cut. This song was like the epitome of like you had to be there to get it you had to be there to hear it you don't hear it very often it's not played in a lot of places but when it came out it was played everywhere mm -hmm. and this is another one where it's like we hadn't done this type of collaboration in a long long time and what's even better is it's a good song i am talking about the all-star tribute what's going on which was a cover of marvin gaye's what's going on starting are you, this is the 9-11 one right this is not 9-11 uh, i think it was aids uh i think it was aids if i'm not mistaken yeah aids world's AIDS. aids okay 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 uh, 2001 it was well yeah 2001 maybe that's why i thought it was 9-11 it was p diddy nsync nelly monica bono destiny's child ja rule um eve Nelly Furtado, Christina Aguilera, Alicia Keys, Jennifer Lopez, Gwen Stefani, Britney Spears. Like, if you were on the charts, you were in this song. <laughs> it's everyone. It's it's, it's the everyone. We Are the World of 9-11. Of, it's of the We <laughs> yeah. Are the World yeah. of 2000s. And that was like, I was like, oh, we're talking collaboration. This is, again, you don't hear it that often. Yeah. It is, everyone gets like a little line and they do so good. And I like again, there are people where I'm like, oh, Fred Durst is on this. Works <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone's song, everyone's part really blends well together. And this was a really fun song. The music video was them like just removing, and everyone had like little words and bandages <laughs> over their eyes. It was it's it's a it's a lot. It's it, I remember it all. It's all coming back. <laughs> but yeah, that was one where I was like, if we want to talk deep cut, this is deep. You wow. had to be there, 
uh and that's my choice yeah absolutely all right all right great great select so we have made it through our deep cut we are down to our track number nine retro vibes acoustic vibes um you know for this song i i don't know if anyone is going to appreciate this who didn't live in florida okay okay i won't say that but this is just like the epitome of florida and when i tell you what it is it's 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 two artists making a song that just you're like why did these two people get together why did they make a song but it it like it kind of worked i think Um, i know exactly what you're talking about i i i i i it's it's hitting me. I want to see if I'm right. But and I will say this: this is the first time I've broken my own rule, and I have the same artist twice on the playlist. I now I know that we are talking about. The so same song. my number five, my acoustic is Nelly featuring Tim McGraw over and over, over. and over. Yeah, this it. song has no business being good. It has no business being made, and there's no reason for Nelly and Tim McGraw to get to to even have this conversation. Cause it's all in my head. I, I think about, about it over and over again. And now yeah. <laughs> what's so interesting is that I feel like this song specifically is the reason why country music sounds the way it does now. It was the first Lil Nas X before Lil Nas X. It was the yeah. first time you had country and hip hop happening in a way that was cohesive and made people go, oh, there's something about this that works. And now you have Florida Georgia Line literally built an entire career based off of exactly. this sound. So exactly. like, it's so interesting to see how this was like the first part of something that was going to play a very larger part in music um it, much like uh jay-z and lincoln park just the sound of these two these two names being together was just yeah. a what the fuck moment You're um right. but i it love this song sense. it works and it works and i honestly think that nelly his like probably very similar to drake i feel like we don't equate the two but in the way that they're they're not shy to sing if it comes down to it, if they're like, hey, I want to slow this down, I want to sing it a little bit, they're both willing to do it. And I feel like Nelly doesn't really get the credit for being that person who can almost have like a, a singing rap voice in a way that, that works really well and flows from genre to genre. And it's so funny that you chose that because that was in my reserves. And specifically, because again, I was like, it was almost my deep cut because I was like, who is going to remember this yeah. song? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it did. It existed. It was really important when it came out. And you're right. I don't know if it's because we went to the same school. But yeah. Like when that song came out, it hit. And I think it blended so perfectly because you got that country, which was really big at the time, know where we were, but you also got hip hop and the ability to make those two come together in a way that like worked is very rare. Um, I, well, I, for the time. I will also say like, I'm thinking high school, we graduated 2006 to date ourselves. Um, when I think of high school, like the most prominent genres of music played at our specific high school in our specific mm-hmm. Florida town mm-hmm. was country and hip hop. So to kind of capture both of those demographics in one song is actually very genius from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Oh. Kudos okay. to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Siege, what's your number nine? We were talking about old school, and I've, I've brought this one up before. And to me, I didn't couldn't really do acoustic the way that I wanted to, but I felt like this, again, what's a really good thing about, like, retro vibes is, like, you get that 
um, the samples that we use. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Method Man and Mary Jane Blige. I'll be there for you. So yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, yes, great. It, okay. For those who know, who don't know, this is a remake. Well, I guess you wouldn't really call it a remake, but it's a sample yes, of the Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell Motown mm-hmm. song, You're All I Need to Get By. Um, but just this great hip hop version. They actually, the full story of this is on TikTok. You can actually see where they kind of yep. came up with this, yep. you know, uh, idea. But this wasn't like, a, hey, we're going to sample this song and turn it into a hip hop song. It just kind of happened in like a really weird way. And it just worked really well. Yeah, like the history of like how this song happened, who is responsible for it, who got credit for it, and oh. how the song turned out completely. It's not what it should be, but it's a very interesting story. Go check it out. But Rarely me, is. I'll be there for you. You're all I need to get by is A, it harkens back to what we were talking about which is like, it's a man and a woman declaring their love for each other. But also it uh, is bringing back one of the most classic duets and combinations, which was Sam Terrell and him. Um, God, who was it again? Why did I- Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Marvin yeah. Gaye, thank you. I said, my mind said Marvin Gaye. But that iconic song of You're All I Need to Get By, but brought up into a time that it works you're still talking about love. You're still talking about harmony. You're still talking about a couple being together, seeing uh, each other through the good times and the bad. And like just his uh, hard, Method Man's hard rap lyrics mixed with Mary J's Bly's cover of the Tammy Terrell um, is mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so much fun. That to me, again, it had really old school vibes, not just because of the sample, but because of the way that it is constructed and the kind of thesis of the song. Definitely. Um, And, you know, I just want to throw this out there. It's not within our time parameter, I would say, but um, this is my favorite Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell song as well. Like they they have um, Ain't Nothing Like the Real Thing. They have Ain't No Mountain High Enough. But, you know, this is one I always just love the song. So I just, I love that it got an update. And again, like you have Method Man, this is him like Wu-Tang is at the the height of their fame, right? And then you have Mary J. Blige, who we kind of mentioned during our Divas episode, was very inspired by the New York hip-hop scene. And it just seemed like a perfect, like, blend for these two to get together. And I feel like this song still lives on as one of the more famous um, hip-hop collabs from that time period. Uh, Okay, it is time. We've we've already reached song number 10. Uh, We've already done it. I don't know why. It feels feels like it's just speeding by, but... Uh, why don't you give a little bit of recap and then let us know what your final song will be. Okay, so we started off with Lady Marmalade. Then we moved over to Nothing But a G Thing, Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg. Then we did Dilemma, Nelly and Kelly Rowland. Number four is Get Low, Lil John and the East Side Boys featuring the Yin Yang Twins. Number five, Hip, Hips Don't Lie, Shakira featuring Wyclef Jean. Um, if I Ruled the World, Nas featuring Lauren Hill, Promiscuous, Nelly Furtado featuring Timberland, Forever, Drake, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, Eminem. Number nine is Over and Over by Nelly and Tim McGraw. And number 10, again, <laughs> so many ways I could have gone with this. So Absolutely. many directions I could have gone, but I felt really comfortable in my hip hop space, so I'm staying here. I love it. I love it. That's a good. It's a good place to be. My album is it, it, it's cohesive, and I'm I'm into it. 
And I can't think of a better way to end a playlist than with a collaboration that was uh, a song that I I just couldn't, I, I didn't stop hearing for like five years straight after it came out. It's probably the most uh, famous song by the specific artist that's out that ever was released. Um, I just love this song. So without further ado, my number 10, my closer, my grand finale is Diddy, formerly Puff Daddy, I'll Be Missing You, featuring Faith Evans and 112. It's kind of hard with you not around. No, you in heaven smiling down, watching us while we pray for you every day. We pray for you (laughs) till the day we meet again. In my heart's why I keep you, friend. I I could do this whole thing. I memorized this rap when I was seven years old. This This song song cry. It, it was like one of the very first songs that made me cry just because like yes i like you're you're right like this this song is a good collaboration i love that it made the playlist and yeah it's a, it's a moment it's a moment and also like uh i very specifically remember the vma performance which was uh, obviously uh a dedication to notorious big who had passed who the song is dedicated to and you have sting coming out to to sing with them who you know the song samples um every breath you take by the police so um you know it's just a lot of collaboration happening with this song like i said i feel like this is one of those songs that i heard forever after the summer it was released um and it's just it, it, you know ending in my playlist it just feels like a good way to close it out so i'll be missing you thinking of the day when you win away and honestly if you wanted to make that the earworm one that was like one where it's just again like i i like you said for years okay and i hated it for a little bit because it it would literally haunt me this yeah. is the song that came out after P, uh, B.I.G. had passed. And, like, I just, like, the nation felt that. Yeah. This song felt. it Like, you could just feel it. So, yeah. It's a really, really good song. that morning when this life is over. Great song, bro. Um, all right. So, Siege. We have come to the end of your collab playlist. Why don't you give us a little recap and share with our audience how you decided to end your mixtape? Quick uh, recap. I have Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Numb by Jay-Z and Linkin Park. No Air by Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. Me Against the Music by Britney Spears and Madonna. What a Man by Salt and Pepper and In Vogue. Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. How Do You Want It by Tupac, KC, and JoJo. Um, what's going on? All-star tribute. I'll be there for you. You're all I need to get by by Method Man and Mary J. Blige. And for me, okay, like you said, we will we will talk about bonus tracks and all the ones that like could have made it, didn't make it for whatever. So many. There, there was a lot. There was like we could do a whole other one, but this one, obviously, I felt like I had to do it. It is iconic. I understand that I have a problem. Uh, I've used this artist on multiple playlists, and oh. that's not on me. That's on a good discography. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But this song, this collab was huge. It was epic. It was showstopper. It has been, uh, what do we call imitated several times, but never duplicated. And it is, of course, the iconic Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. Oh, you finally got it on the fucking playlist. I finally got it on the playlist. I'm circling that for the longest time. I've been circling it, as you said. It 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 just it felt like the right payoff, the right moment. 
And oh man. It's uh, like the song itself to me. It has like the poppy energy, like the rest of mine. It has um, two icons and of themselves. And I have to say, like, there we don't have a lot of brother sister acts. We don't have a lot of like brother sister individual artists. So this really does feel like something so precious to me, but also to pop culture. Where it's like, like I think the only other one I can think of is like Donnie and Marie. Donnie and Marie for sure. Um, also the Carpenters, um, our brother and sister. Yeah, um, but like, but I'm talking about like who have their own individual career. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then came together. Like the only other one, which is like a real deep cut, is like BB and CC Winans. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like that, like that's what I think you could get. Outside of that, we don't have individual artists who are their own huge pop stars. And then they came together on a song that isn't like some B-side track. This is the song. This was huge. This was the music video. This was, the at the time, the most expensive music video. I think Michael spent multi-millions of dollars on this 10-minute music video, like, and which was ended up being short into, like, four minutes. Like, he had a bigger budget for a four-minute music video than movies had at that time. Exactly. Like, it's crazy. And, but it, it's paid off, and it's lasted. It is yeah. history. And as you said, I, I understand for all of those listeners who are like, he, he needed to have, I needed to have this on. You needed to, clearly. <laughs> Scream, Janet Jackson, and Michael Jackson. Well, fantastic. And no, I do, I do want to quickly shout out the band Lawrence, which is touring with the Jonas Brothers right now, their brother and sister duo, which are fantastic. So okay. there are a few brother sisters out there, but like, again, very rare within pop music. And clearly the most famous of all the Jacksons coming together. I, I mean, it's an iconic moment. <laughs> Bro, I could talk about Michael Jackson all day. So like we, yes, yeah, yes, I know. All right. So you guys, <laughs> you, you tell us who had the better playlist before we go, we have ones that didn't make the cut. And I have to say, I can hear you right now screaming. How could you forget this song? What about this song? Where were you at? Well, I mean, why don't you give us your selects? But before we do, yep. T, hit them with some of the bonus tracks that didn't quite fit your playlist. I'm going to run through these quick because I have so many. Um, <laughs> Where is the Love? Black Eyed Peas, Justin Timberlake. Hey, I'm Real. Good one. Jennifer Lopez, Ja Rule. Um, Where the Party At? Another Nelly, Jagged Edge. Uh, Slow Jams by Twista Kanye West was going to be my my throwback ballad. I had Smooth on mine as well. And if we're going back further, some songs that just didn't really fit. Endless Love, Lionel Richie and Diane Ross, like amazing duet. Um, Will I Am and Britney's Scream and Shout was on here for me. And then like we were talking about how there's not a lot of like rock artists um, that do collabs, but Broken by Seether and, and Amy Lee came to mind as well. So Broken was almost like if you had taken my like Broken was like on my list of like ballads because oh, yeah, yeah. of that, that very reason. And it was really good. All right. So let me give you some of mine. First of all, I feel bad that it wasn't not on either of our playlists, but it, you know, that's how the dice rolls. Walk This Way with Run DMC and yeah. Aerosmith is like the iconic mashup of two different genres coming together and people being like, what? What are you talking about? This is possible? This is a thing? So, yeah. I feel way. like that was encore for the 80s audience. It and was. I feel like it was probably a lot bigger of a deal than encore was, but we weren't there. We were like infants if we were even alive at all. So I apologize to the Gen Xers <laughs> who are just screaming at us, but I, I we weren't there for it. Um, the um, Baby Boy 
by Beyonce and Sean Paul. Oh, sure, sure. That is an icon. Another one that's just like, everyone was like, what are you talking about? We can have these two people in one song? Let Me Blow Your Mind by Eve. And yeah, Christine. that's a great one. That was such a good one. It didn't quite fit where I wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, and I think it was just because I, I really wanted smooth. <laughs> I really I, yeah, I wanted smooth. Yeah, smooth is great. So because of that, I like I kept it in. But like, Let Me Blow Your Mind by Eve and uh, Gwen Stefani was an iconic one. Um, a few more really quick ones. Um, Picture by Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow. Couldn't endorse Kid Rock, but that that was that's a, a deep cut bro that i like that one yeah that was a good one ricky martin and christina aguilera's nobody wants to be lonely not as good <laughs> no, i didn't say it was good I said it was, I said it was there and then the last two that i'll give you are um because of you by reba mcintyre and kelly clarkson oh okay that one was again kelly clarkson came out with it herself originally it was a really great song reba was like this is a country song we yeah. gonna remix this and mm-hmm. give it to you. Uh, fantastic. And then for you, you would appreciate this. Bring it all to me, fix- featuring black <laughs> and listed as in sync. But we all we know. know the real star. Of- <laughs> yeah, we all know who has baggy jeans and thug appeal. We all know exactly. Um, <laughs> so those are like I said, there were so many really fun ones. That, uh, oh, and uh, one last one that I just want to list that I had on here was um, Queen, Under Pressure. Yes, Queen, Under Pressure. Another really iconic one that I was going to put in. With David Bowie, yeah. Uh, had you had you chosen Scream. Oh, you know it's another really good one? But again, I had used um, I used Janet. Janet and Buster Rhymes, What's It Gonna Be? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Honestly, I was really trying to avoid... Like, especially if we did R&B and Divas back-to-back, so I was just like, man, I know Mariah has, like, this song with Boys <laughs> to Men. I know she has this song with Whitney Houston, but I feel like I've just dipped into those pools too often. Exactly. I was really trying to challenge myself to kind of go somewhere else. You did well. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm here for you. One that it is, it only is not on my list because I cannot find the, the version that deserves to be on a collab, and that is Hot Boys. Featuring Nas, Lil, Ke- Lil Mo, oh yeah, Missy Elliott, and Eve, like mm. that remix, which you can only find on like music video version. You can't yeah. find it on streaming. That was another one where I was like, that everyone coming together, killing it. I'm kind of, I am kind of upset now that I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, man, I didn't put yeah. Usher, yeah. Lil John, Ludacris. Yeah. I didn't have more money, more problems. Like that would have worked really well. Mace, there's so BIG. many. There's like, so many. There's so many. So many. Really too many. Yeah, What's exactly. love, Fat Joe? Like it's too much. Oh, I like the the pairing of Ja Rule and an R&B singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, any, but like Ja Rule and Ashanti again was one where I was like, it's just so many, and then fabulous. And Tamia and into you again. Oh, yeah. Really good ones. So we'll 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 be coming back. We have more to do. Again, I guarantee you this will be one of our more controversial mixtapes because there are so many and people are yeah. like, how did you not have this? But either way, we are so happy and thankful that you guys have been listening to this series. 
you know what i just want to say yeah thanks to everybody the listening we really struggled when the strike first happened as to like what we were able to talk about and i feel like we've had a lot of fun with this mixtape process i feel like everyone who's been commenting and giving us their ideas we love it all and i again I don't feel like this is going away forever. We might pop up at Christmas or at Valentine's or at special occasions. I don't know who knows with the mixtape episode, but you know, we've had a lot of fun and we just appreciate you guys being flexible with us throughout the strike period. Absolutely. You guys don't forget, send us your selection for your playlist. Don't forget to vote on our Instagram for who you thought had the best mm-hmm. playlist. Um, you guys um, listen to our bonus world stuff. We can now say that and promote it. Uh, we will be coming at back with you for season seven. Reach out to us at Bummies World um, or email us at bummiesworld at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, all the things. Um, and thank you so much. We will see you soon. This has been Brummies World. Let's make a mixtape. This episode of Brummies World presents Let's Make a Mixtape was produced by Siege and edited by Tony Curtis. Brummies World presents is a two free tokens media production. Later, bro. Later, bro. <laughs>